Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you are looking to get married, you are engaged, newly married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have successfully navigated those winding roads over the past 18 plus years. Join us on this journey as we discuss real life experiences, both highs and lows, and what we have learned along the way. Happiness, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome to Destination Marriage. Hi everyone, I'm Jackie. And I'm Tommy. And welcome back to Destination Marriage. This is the first episode of our Destination Growth series, and we hope it gives you some perspective, perhaps from a different angle than you would think. Um, So what is Destination Growth? Uh, Well, you know, what we will be doing in these periodic episodes is discuss a book, an article, or blog that focuses growth in some form, whether it's personal or when it has to do with parenting or marriage topics. Yeah, so me and Jackie will each read the book or article and then kind of write down our own thoughts on what it means to us, how would we apply it personally, what it would mean for our marriage, and then lastly, how both of us thinks it should impact the other. It really does um, talk about action, right, and how to use that, that stoicism mm-hmm. and that, that philosophy as a framework to take action. That's one of the real, real big takeaways and one of the reasons I really enjoy the book so much. I've listened to it a couple times on Audible and read through it myself, and uh, it's just got so many good good nuggets. There's almost too many. We could do a, an episode on each chapter if we really wanted to. But um, yeah. So the book is broken into three sections. It talks about the discipline of perception, the discipline of action, and the discipline of the will. Each section then has chapters dedicated to, to um, each of these topics, and there are a number of really good stories about real people throughout history that have overcome obstacles and, and kind of broken down what, how they did it yeah. and how they used the kind of the philosophy of stoicism to, mm-hmm. um, to overcome whatever obstacle that is. And so there's so many, I mean, just great takeaways. Um, you know, so as I look in without going into to chapter by chapter, I think some of the big ones for me as yeah. far as my life, both things that I think I do well and things I could certainly improve on, um, you know, live in the present moment and not let thoughts of future calamities or past calamities or past successes or future successes necessarily drive you too much in the moment because it can be overwhelming. I think right now in this whole age of uh, coronavirus, you know, being cognizant of the of where you're at in this in this time and the the stresses and the the issues and using those what's a huge obstacle for all of us in the whole country mm-hmm. using that as kind of fuel to to take time and say okay what can what can we learn from this what can we what can we get out of this what can we do right now that can have impact um that was one of the big takeaways for me yeah um get moving which sounds easy enough but I know for me personally, you know, it talks about in the kind of that second section about action. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's really easy to sit around and, um, you know, struggle with, with what's going on and being kind of paralyzed by that. So just the idea of getting, get moving sounds so simple, but how many times have I personally just gotten stuck and then don't do anything, Yeah. you know, because I'm just taking action, right? Um, you know, I think the first part about perception, I, I think overall I actually 
tend to have a decent perception on things and I don't take things, you know, I, I tend to look at them objectively more, more so than emotionally or, uh, you know, subjectively. I try to like take a step back and say, okay, that wasn't about me. That was, it just happened or mm-hmm. that person's reaction was just based on their perception and not a knock on me or, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative, but, um, no, I definitely think that's one of your, in reading the book, um, that's definitely one of your top strengths is perception. Whereas that's probably something I can work on. I recognize <laughs> it in reading the book. That's what's kind of really good about this book is with so many quick, um, not even quick, but there's a lot of short stories that you can easily, yeah, um, in true. reading, you know, the stories and, um, you know, may really resonate with you personally, depending on where you are at that point in your life like right now obviously we're all experiencing certain things with the coronavirus so I'm reading this book again because we have read it before um, and I think the first time I read it I applied it more so to being um, you know self-employed being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, coming from sales and reading it this time and I listened to it and I read it um, it applies to me differently now there are certain things that were more eye-opening yeah um, and like what? the first what time well, I'm going to read an excerpt from the book that sure. I really, <laughs> to me, it really rings true, which I don't even know why it didn't really jump out at me when I read the book the first time. But I think if I read it to you, and I haven't told you what part of this book that I was like, oh, I, I feel like, and this has not happened to me. This is not my story <laughs> before I read it. But it does, it just jumped out at me. So, okay. And forgive me if I butcher this person's name too. Um, there was little evidence that, that DeMont, is it Demonthenes? Demonthenes, whatever. Demont- okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was that destined to become the great orator of Athens, let alone of history. He was born sickly and frail and nearly debilita- um, debilitating speech impediment. At seven years old, he lost his father and then things got worse. The large inheritance left to him intended to pay for tutors and the best schools was stolen by the guardians entrusted to protect him. I mean, hello. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Now that you're saying that, reading that story like that, I didn't put two and two together till you just read it, and I'm sitting there looking at you, and that's your life. Well, I'm, I'm not him. <laughs> no, there's it's, no. But there's certain no, things. Come that, on, yeah. your father. Right. You lost your father at eight. Yeah. And you were in a bad situation for. I was. Years, I had a very like, difficult your, stepdad, childhood. So. Yeah. They refused to pay his tutors, wow. depriving him of the education he was entitled to. Still weak and sick, Demonthesis, again, I'm probably not saying this right, but <laughs> okay. was also was unable to distinguish himself in the other critical sphere of Greek life, the floor of the gymnasium. Here he was, fatherless, effeminate, awkward child who had who no one understood, who everyone laughed at, not exactly the boy you'd expect to soon hold the power to mobilize a nation to war by his voice alone. Disadvantaged by nature, abandoned by the people he depended on, nearly every wrong that can be inflicted on a child befell Demosthenes, whatever. <laughs> None of it was fair. None of it was right. Most of us were, were we in the, where we in this position would have given up right then and there, but he did not. So, you know, really in that short story, a lot of things, if you continue to read, he'll talk about um, in the story how he basically um, trained himself. himself yeah. yeah, he trained himself. He 
he would put marbles in his mouth to kind of learn how to, um, you know, be a phenomenal speaker. You know, he wanted to overcome these obstacles that were in his way. Mm -hmm. And obviously these were things that he didn't necessarily bring upon himself, but life threw at him. And, you know, that really rings true to me. Yeah, maybe in my childhood, definitely. But even now as an adult where we've had changes that have been thrown our way together, you know, um, as husband and wife. And when I first read it, I was, like I said, looking at it from the perspective of a business owner because when you're in sales, you have obstacles thrown your way. Right. When you're trying to grow your business, when you're trying to pursue you know, new clients, there are certain things that are just completely out of our control. How do we react to them? I like the fact that it shows examples and in his story how he was able to pick himself up by his bootstraps and said, you know what, I'm gonna overcome this no matter what. And there were things that he did that maybe we wouldn't necessarily be willing to do. Right. You know? He was creative. Now, obviously, we don't need to put pebbles in our mouth, but, no, the, but the point there is that he created, you know, a path and created disciplined mm-hmm. habits to yeah. improve and to get to the to the to the goal he ultimately had. It takes a lot of strength, a lot of mental strength, emotional strength. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think, um, you know. For another one for me was follow the process. Mm-hmm. I love. I mean, I'm an athlete and I'm a sports guy, and and I think there's certain things. I, I was I was reading through that. Yeah. It kind of hit me as like, I fully understand, and accept like from an athletic standpoint the process of mm-hmm. working out or getting to a certain goal, and I can apply that in that little sphere of my world and my life pretty easily because I've been doing yeah. it my whole life. But how I need to use that in other things in life mm-hmm. and work and entrepreneur and like have a process and stick to it and be disciplined to stick to it. I bounce around a lot, you know, with, mm-hmm. with work stuff where I, I might be busy, but you know, if there's a process in place by others that have done it before me and it works, mm-hmm. you'd be foolish not to do, use it. So that was a one for me. It was a good takeaway. Yeah. Um, you know, one, that. one for the boys that I've actually said What's that? my own version of this, but, um, I forget which story I was talking about where it was, um, you know, the advice of do your job and do it well. You know, I remember when we talked with our older son when his mm-hmm. first job, and I always joke with him just to make a point. like, everyone should have a crappy first job. Like, oh, you yeah. know, like, you got to learn. He was, he was a dishwasher. Like, yeah. it's his first job. It's not a sexy job at first. But though. I told him, I said, look, you've, I really would like from a work ethic standpoint, you got to understand, like, mm-hmm. do that job to the best of your ability. Yeah. You know, it'll build in you that work ethic, regardless of your job, do it to your best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And things will happen and, and improve. So I, I love that, that part. Um, what about you? What other takeaways did you have from the book? Well, before I go there, I do want to say that I had written down um, my notes as far as like what I thought mm-hmm. for you okay. um, in reading the book. And I wrote down when I was reading that part about following the process, that's immediately what jumped out at me for you. That I do well? That you or already I do well. To. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah certain because, things though, right? Yeah, because you always focus on what can I do today? And I think, you know, I know I look at like, huge picture, big picture, and I get overwhelmed with all the steps, but you're always very focused on, you know, what steps do I need to take towards excellence? Today, I need to do A, B, and C. I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, and I think that Which is a huge- Which frustrates you sometimes. It frustrates me. I think it's a positive. I think sometimes it can also be a negative, you know, if you're not really looking far ahead. But True. But in that story, when it's talking about following the process, a hundred percent. That's exactly you know how you think, how you go about your day, your week. Um, you definitely you know have a process in place for many things that you're focused on, whether it's working out, doing projects at home. You know if you're 
studying, you know, particular subject or product for work. Yeah, you definitely do that. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not distracted by the competition either, which was also something that they had mentioned. Um, I think that that's probably something that maybe something I can work on, um, you know, looking at the competition, um, you always focus on what you're doing, how you can do it better. Um, those things just, that chatter is just not a distraction for you. And that's, yeah. a, that's a huge plus. That's well, a positive. appreciate that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I really do love the overall philosophy. I didn't realize until you start reading this book and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely gonna, um, there's a number of, of older stoic, um, writings that I'm absolutely going to, for me, mm -hmm. download or, or get the books. And it's just, you know, the whole idea, you know, there's a serenity prayer, right, which is pretty famous, but also mm -hmm. just the idea that like there are certain things that are just out of your control and it's all about how you perceive them yeah. and how about you think about them. And that's really a difference between us. Like I, we really do mm -hmm. have struggled with that in our marriage to a degree, right? Like if I see things a certain way. We speak a different language when it comes yeah, to Yeah, we've had to, sure. we've, we've had to really kind of evolve with that. I think we've done a pretty good job, don't you? Yeah, no, I think so. It's been a learning process. Mostly on my end, I gotta admit, because I've been really particular over the last year of taking a step back and really trying to understand your perspective and where it's coming from and mm -hmm. why you're saying, why you believe a certain thing or saying a certain thing or have a certain idea around the topic. Mm -hmm. I've been trying really hard to do that because yeah. I wanna recognize it's not that I didn't think your perspective was important or I just, you know, just ignored it, but really better understand it mm -hmm. to then come together and come up with some sort of resolution. But yeah, anyhow. well, I mean, in the earlier in the book, um, I want it's probably like maybe in the first or second chapter, it had mentioned the school of adversity and stress, and I don't think that school looks the same for everyone. Absolutely doesn't. So when we both come into this marriage or when you come into adulthood, you're coming from, you know, a different school of adversity and stress versus the next person. My adversity and stress that I had, you know, I don't recommend that anyone go to that school, but I'm just telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I had already been there um, and graduated with flying colors. But, you know, we all have those things and a lot of, you know, who we are, who we become, not only as individuals, but in our marriage is how we overcome adversity. Um, a lot of this book is heavily focused on, you know, how we do overcome those things. And like I said, your strength is absolutely with the process, perspective. Those are things I need to work on. Mm. Um, what other what other takeaways for, for you? Um, you know what I really loved? I think it's in the chapter, um, I think it's Iterate. Um, and it talked about viewing ourselves as a startup. And I actually thought about that um, and I love that. Um, but I also think we need to view our marriage as a startup in every single chapter of our lives. It's not just when we are newly married, but you know that was a huge takeaway for me. I thought, well, that's kind of genius if you think of it that way. You know, we're constantly recreating ourselves, you know, new goals. But in our marriage, we're also, you know, going after new dreams together, and we're growing. And we should always have that same. Think about the excitement, the energy behind a startup. You want to have that same energy, that same excitement in a marriage or, I mean, goodness, it'd be a snooze fest, but you know, like, I like that idea. Um, so that was a huge takeaway for me um, as far as, you know, how also when you're viewing yourselves as a startup, 
there's going to be failures. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with any startup, it's not going to be smooth sailing. And and obviously for us, we've had failures over the years. Some of them have been, um, you know, maybe things that were just that it just happened mm-hmm. um, that were out of our control, but mistakes that we made. And so I think that failure can be an asset if we look at it from a different perspective, which I think, again, is your strength and you're helping me to do that. How can we learn from that mistake, learn from that failure? Um, also embracing each other's feedback, which is kind of what we're doing today, you know, yeah. giving that feedback to one another, embrace that, do not take it as a criticism, also communicate it so it's not in a critical way, yeah. um, but embracing that feedback. Because which is a whole want, different episode. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, but that was part of that, you know, that was part of that chapter, like embracing that feedback. Um, but essentially we are a startup, a startup of two, yeah. um, you know, so I, I, that's how, for me, I wanted to apply that. Um, and I then, think it's interesting how with the, I think this book is so great with with this topic because mm-hmm. there's any number of I mean there's there's probably 50 different specific things we could have takeaways about and then highlighting hearing you what stuck out to you and then yeah. hearing what stuck out to me opens my eyes a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, did that do you, do you when you read the book did yeah. that jump out at you or just curious? It did not. No. No, and not that how not the parallel. Okay. Um, so if we kind of switch gears a little bit and talk mm-hmm. about what our perception um, of what the book could do for the uh, for you and then mm-hmm. vice versa for me, I think um, the third part of the of the book is definitely stuck out to me as you know as I look at you and how strong you are and how how ambitious you are and how hard you work. Uh, you know the take action piece is not really. Uh, part of the book is not something that 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 you struggle with right i mean you're always mm-hmm. about you're always thinking and you're always you know looking for opportunity and um i think the discipline of the will like that whole third section yeah and this is partly you know like you just mentioned like your our perceptions are different because of our we grew up in different totally yeah. different worlds right and mm-hmm. you had you had situations occur that were completely out of your control that rocked your world from a young age that i didn't have to deal with so i'll never know what that's like but I think that if, if you were to look at the, read the book and, and kind of really put it to heart around the will, the fact that no one can take your will away from you, mm-hmm. right? No one has that power unless you give them to them, unless you give that power to them. Right. And so I do see where, and this is partly kind of that fundamental difference between men and women, I compartmentalize a lot better mm-hmm. than, than you do, or not maybe better is not the right word, I just do it more often. So like, it comes naturally to you. Yeah, yeah. So like, if an event happens today, I don't see it as connected to something else that happened a week ago, or a week ago, or a month ago, or a year ago. I tend mm-hmm. not to. Right. Whereas I, I think you, you sometimes you let it can kind of pile on. Oh yeah, I'm always connecting the dots. Right. <laughs> and and yeah, I guess not... sometimes it's good for me to hear that because sometimes those dots are connected, but a lot of times they're not. Mm-hmm. But if you let those dots get connected and it becomes like this piling on type of impact, mm-hmm. it can negatively impact you. And I've seen that. Yeah, I can overanalyze for sure. You know, really trying to understand, you know, the domino effect of certain things where there's a lot of wasted time, you know, in, in yeah. going through that process. Like it really can be pointless. Yeah, so that was one that I really, um, I, that was the biggest one, I think, because if you get overwhelmed because of a, of a like you said a domino effect or a piling on mm-hmm. it can really impact how each of us moves forward or gets through something 
-hmm. You know, I love, I mean, the very beginning of the book, it talks about Marcus Aurelius and the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at an obstacle, whatever it is. Yeah. As just, here we go again. It's another, see, this always happens. You know, this is, this is my life. I'm never going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever that happens. sounds like Eeyore. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of the, that's, yeah, there you go, Eeyore. Lost my tail. Yeah. But I think it's really important to, to be objective and look at it and think through these stories. And I love, that's what I love about the book. You hear these stories of people that have overcome, mm -hmm. you know, not comparing apples to apples, just, wow, if they did it and here's how they did it, mm -hmm. how can I do that? Right. You know, for whatever it is. What about you? Hit um, me. For you. Yep. Okay. Um, so I think... I think it was the um, seize the offensive and, um, you know, kind of, I don't remember the exact story, but, um, you know, they're talking about a battle mm -hmm. and how they constantly were going um, or their approach was the same over and over and over again. And if you've already recognized that, hey, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to win this battle or I'm not going to get around my, my enemy or whoever, you know. The, like watch the flank. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about um, that taking the same approach every single time I need to be creative with my thinking how else can we come around and be creative with you that? might yell I think at me about that sometimes it's a frustration yeah because you're incredibly bright you're very smart but I, I do think sometimes when it comes to thinking outside of the box okay because I think you always you always tell me like oh I always think in squares like I always think in straight lines I do great with and, 90 degree angles. Yeah. But <laughs> life isn't that way. I know. It's messy. And I think there are times where, um, you know, it, we had situations where it maybe it called for you to take a creative approach or hit the pause button and start thinking of some fresh new ideas or, you know, whatever. I, st I struggle with that. And you I struggle do. with that. And, it, and it, it is a frustration for me because, you know, what is happening in between that time where action is not being taken. You know, what opportunities are lost? What yeah. opportunities? That does you can't get time back. Does, yeah. yeah, you can't get time back. Time is a precious thing. I all I, I think that it's more for me. We are very different. I'm a very act now person. Time is of the essence, and you know you can't. If you know that something's not working, don't repeat it. You know, I just that's again a waste of your time. I so, think so. If I if I analyze myself there, and I wonder if anyone listening, if you guys are the same way as, as I am, where I, I've heard all these stories as well about the value of routine and how that can help ease your mind and, and free up those creative juices or that mm -hmm. creative space in your head. So like, I'm, they, always talk, they always talk about like Steve Jobs, how he wore the same outfit pretty much every day. And his philosophy was like, well, if that's one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah, but if we talk about Steve Jobs in this book, it also talks about how, how he, he pushed the agenda. He pushed it constantly. So, so when right. people told him, no, there's no way to go about creating this particular mouse and make it do A, B, and C, he right. said, there's he a way and I'll find that way. That's where or he I, put it on his team to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he knew that there was a way to make it happen. He did. And so I think that my frustration is sometimes I feel like maybe throw your hands up a little bit. Or out of frustration, or I don't know. Fear. Fear. Okay. Yeah, because what I've what I've noticed is to that back to the Steve Jobs kind of mm -hmm. story, right? Is I have made excuses in my head that well, if I follow this routine, it'll just it will get me to that point where I'll be able to, you know, be creative or do whatever that that extra step is. Yeah. And the reality is, I'm couching fear inside of this idea about routine and mm -hmm. routines are good and healthy and I there are many times where 
when I'm in a better routine, mm-hmm. I am more productive in whatever we're doing. But I also can couch fear inside of that and mask, mask it, mask that fear yeah. of the unknown or I don't know how to do it, so I'm just going to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, that's just, it's a, it's a definitely a flaw. And I, and I, and I see it, well, I hear it when you, when you're frustrated, <laughs> and you just flat out tell me. Um, well, because I feel like it's something that I know that you can, you can fix. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I understand the fear of the unknown. I think it would be foolish for anyone at, at any point in time to say, oh, I've never been fearful of something that I didn't know, um, you know, as far as what was going to happen next. Uh, when you go into anything new but when you know when this has happened a lot of times it's been the situations where you know maybe it's a big decision or something happens that we do need to act and so it gives me peace of mind there's something about okay creating options talking around the process talking through yeah um that just makes me feel like we're doing something um and you tend to get really quiet sometimes i'll get quiet and yeah and honestly i know i do it like I'll get busy doing something else that ends up having ultimately as a distraction. As yeah. a distraction, and it makes me feel like I'm being productive when in reality is, it's not taking on the challenge head on. Right. So I recognize that. Thank you for bringing that up again <laughs> and again and again. again. Like, <laughs> I but you know kind of back to the the other side is, you know, admittedly I also understand my 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 takeaway for you. Mm-hmm. That's a much I think that's harder than for me. Like what you're asking about me to change or recognize is probably an easier change but you've got you know you've our lives shape who we are so it's harder to to recognize and change something that's that significant of like a lifetime of mm-hmm. of things happening a certain way and changing your entire philosophy mm-hmm. and how you react but i just i love the idea that we can control how we react to a situation. Yeah, I need to get better about right? that. Like and I both, think it's a I mean, everybody does, but we, I, I know I do too. And yeah, I think that's something that, you know, we do have that control over it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like there's actually, in, in that chapter about perspective, um, is, you know, they actually have a few questions in there to ask yourself, mm-hmm. you know, to take that step back. Because I think part of it is, for myself, because it doesn't come naturally, I need to train my mind you know, to rethink through that and, and then maybe it'll come naturally like it does for you. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get the next book, the Marcus Aurelius book. I have to forget what it's called. He's got, it's like treaties or uh, thoughts on whatever. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. He's got a famous book that a lot of mm-hmm. really famous and important people that have made significant impact have kind of kept in their back pocket or it's always with them kind of thing. So I'm definitely yeah. going to, that'll be my, that'll be one of my next ones. Nice. But, um, so yeah. For our marriage, just in general, right? So those were individual things. Here's one of the things I took away that I thought was that we can apply better in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the it's near the end where it says, Amor fati. That's the, that's the quote. But it's, love everything that happens. Um, it's hard to do. But here's a quote that I just, I, you know, instead of trying to explain it, I'll just quote, quote Ryan Holiday from the book. He says, it's a little, it's a little unnatural, I know, to feel gratitude for things we never wanted to happen in the first place. But we know at this point the opportunities and benefits that lie within adversities. We know that in overcoming them, we emerge stronger, sharper, empowered. There is, there is little reason to delay these feelings, to begrudgingly acknowledge later that it was for the best when we could have felt that in advance because it was inevitable. You love it because it's all fuel, and you don't just want fuel, you need it. You can't go anywhere without it. No one or nothing can. No, no one or no, no thing can. Mm-hmm. 
so you're grateful for it. And I think for our marriage, we could do a little better job of that, mm -hmm. right? Is, is where is the opportunity within whatever's happening, good or bad? Yeah. And how can we get better from it? How can we learn from it? How can we teach our boys through this? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and then how can we apply it to our marriage? You know, how can we get stronger or yeah. become closer mm -hmm. while there's, you know, some sort of adversity or an obstacle? How can we be creative together mm -hmm. to overcome it? Yeah. And look at this as everything as an opportunity mm -hmm. and not the sky is falling, you know, because it's, right. it's much easier to do the sky is falling thing and get upset and then fight about it. And then, you know, whatever happens, <laughs> all the negative consequences of that. Mm -hmm. So I think I love that quote. Just, you know, love everything that happens to you. Either learn from it. Gosh, that's or not. tough. It is, right? And that's why you said I said it's, it's a little unnatural. I know that's how he starts that Yeah, quote. that is, I mean. What do you think? Love everything, everything. If you're full, imagine if, if we could <laughs> imagine if we could have a philosophy of everything that happened. Yeah, of course there's going to be emotions of anger or outrage or if, you know if it's some sort of injustice. Mm -hmm. But if we took the approach and we're able to really say, okay, take a step back, be as objective as we can, yeah. look for an opportunity to improve, strengthen, you know, bring our closeness, you know, a closeness between us. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just think that could be wonderful for us. No, yeah, I think that's really great, and I, I think that. Yeah, having that that view, that mindset, um, again, would on my behalf, mm -hmm. um, it would take me time, you know, to get to that point where I'm able to do that naturally. I really would have to be um, intentional about it. Yeah, you know, I just don't think it's going to come really naturally to me. But I do think that, um, with that being said, um, you know, a lot of I, I I read something the other day, you know, right now with everything that's going on. There are people that are going to create things right now mm -hmm. in the midst of this coronavirus. Businesses are going to come out of this at the same time while people are going through a hard time with maybe job losses or companies are going under, restaurants are shutting down. There's also going to be the birth of a lot of other new innovative products, solutions, businesses, you know, all kinds of It talks about that in the book specifically, yeah. how like most of the Fortune 500 companies Before, were, yeah, this is yeah. before Corona. And I said that in the book for, and, it, and it's Like how they today. were formed during a recession or right. during a... a some, some sort of natural disaster or, yeah. you know, they, they listen a whole handful of them. Mm -hmm. So I think for us, like, how do we do that? You know, right. that's the hard part is like. So you want to be on that side of the coin. Yeah, yeah. right. Whether not necessarily starting a Fortune 500 company, but if it's, but if it's an investment or, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what I mean? or yeah. if it's a business or if it's some, you know, for us, like, is this a time to kind of look at what other, what other avenues for, for business or income mm -hmm. or, you know, anything. Yeah. Job. Where should we be placing our efforts? Yeah. You know, sitting around and waiting for this to pass. Watching Netflix. Would be full. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course there's going to be days like that, but that would be foolish. <laughs> it would. Right. You know, it's going to be a select few um, that are able to, you know, use this time and use it wisely. Why the other not thing us? That, yeah. I mean, why, why not, not you Why guys not you guys? Listening, yeah. Right? Um, the other thing I had just, you know, jotted down as far as for, for us uh -huh. um, is not recognizing your failure or your misstep is self-absorbed. And mm. I think that there's no room for that in marriage. Um, and I'm not saying that we're doing that right now, but I think we need to be mindful of that is when we m make a mistake, whether you make a mistake or I make a mistake, um, going immediately to play the blame game on the other person when failure happens, mm -hmm. okay, isn't going to serve either one of us. You well, know? there's like the and blame so, game and then there's being uh, being defensive about it instead of 
recognizing or that, yeah, right, or so. that, or going on the on the defense. Yeah, but I think if you're going on the defense, maybe the other person's already trying to like point a finger, you know, Could and be. Yeah. maybe they're not. But I'm saying typically, if you're on the defense, is because you're feeling like the other person is attacking. Before, I think you know, taking a step back and looking at whatever the failure is, what's your hand in it, you know, where did you go wrong, instead of immediately thinking that you are the person that's, you know, squeaky clean, um, <laughs> you know, without fault in any form or fashion. Um, yeah, I thought, and obviously, again, this is not, I'm applying it to marriage. Right. You know, he's talking about it in a different um in a different setting, but you can apply it, you know, to your marriage as well and to your relationships and um, whether it's at home or in business. So that to me really stood out and I thought, you know, that's something I probably need to also work on, you know, take that step back. And Good deal. Well, this is you fun. You like that one, right? <laughs> I like any anything and everything about you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we're at, we've really spent a lot of time over the last, what, two years really I think evolving as a mm. couple and really spending more time on our intimacy and our communication and better understanding mm -hmm. each other's perspective and we're quicker to apologize to each other because mm -hmm. of that I think you know yeah. like, oh my gosh like just the other day I we got into a little tiff I went outside did some I don't remember what I was doing and I was like just started immediately thinking about wow like even if my end goal was the same, and we end up saying that to each other. And once I came in and I apologized for my approach yeah. and what I had said, not not that what I was saying was wrong, it was just that I approached it in a way that made you, you know, be defensive, and you were right to be defensive. So, but you even said it. You said, "I know our for that particular situation, our end game or our big picture was the same. We just we were just communicating it differently." Yeah, yeah. and so. That's a big step for us. I, you know, mm -hmm. how many of you guys like, you know, get into these arguments and then at the end of it, you're like, what were we even arguing about? Like, we agree, we're on the same page. We were just fighting right. over why, how we were fighting. Mm -hmm. So yeah. recognizing that quickly and changing course is uh, is definitely something we've gotten better at. So hopefully mm -hmm. we can. It continue. saves you a lot of time, a lot of heartache, and yeah. it's just you know you're on the same team. So, but yeah, communicating, um, especially because like I mentioned earlier what school of adversity you come from is <laughs> different than the school that I came from. Yeah. That's also going to affect our communication. But this is a fantastic book. We really encourage anybody that... If you haven't. Um, yeah. If you haven't read it, pick it up. If you've already read it, I would say read it again. Reading it right now is, man, um, just because it's so applicable with, with the world we're all living in right now. Yeah. And again, it's The Obstacles the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph by Ryan Holiday. It's a fantastic great read. Um, also, we are working on um, our next series and we're gonna continue again with, you know, growth, the growth series, but we do have another series we're really excited about. It's in the works, it's called Sexpectations, where we're gonna discuss everything around sex in within the marriage um, yeah. and obviously it's really fun that's really going to be a fun topic to talk about obviously we're going to cover a lot of different things um, i know we're probably going to put some um you know some polls out there try to get some feedback some other ideas around expectations because that may look different for everyone um, we know it does but we want to talk about that and <laughs> um, we're excited but that'll be our next series it. and um, we are working on choosing our next book um, that we're going to read and also continue with the growth series. Um, yeah, so if you have any, any ideas. Any recommendations, yeah. Please, you know, hit us up on Instagram or 
uh, send us an email to feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. If, if you know, we, we see some trends or there's some books that maybe we've never heard of, we look them up. We, you know, we're more than willing to do that. And that may be a lot of fun too. Just yeah. read a book kind of blindly and then uh, discussed, discussed amongst ourselves <laughs> of how, how it applies. So I like it. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for, for tuning in. Yeah, we appreciate it. And um, we will uh, talk to you guys soon with our next episode. Sounds great. Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please continue to listen on Podbean, iTunes, or Spotify. And hit subscribe. Also, visit us at DestinationMarriagePodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Destination underscore Marriage. And be sure to tune in to our next episode.